over the course of time. Yeah. Hello! Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year. It's 2018. Do you feel old yet? Um, wow. I'm tired. I'm a sleeper. I went to bed late last night and got up early this morning. It's not good for us old people, I'm telling you. <laughs> Tell me about um, it. Um, yes. So, welcome to Healthy Soul Radio. I am here with my girlfriend, JoLynn Sellers. Good morning. Good morning. Are you nervous? Um, I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so, if you guys are watching live on Facebook, thank you for coming. If you are on the podcast, hello, hello, hello. Um, we're going to have an awesome show this morning. Um, take the time to uh, to share the, the, the Facebook Live. Um, this morning's going to be a really cool um, story of um, struggle and overcoming. And I picked this particular guest for today. I actually was supposed to have her on in November, and she didn't even know that. <laughs> I promise. I have it written down on a piece of paper. You're okay. She thinks that um, she's here because somebody canceled on her because I've been really busy <laughs> moving. And so it was like last minute, like three days ago. I'm like, hi, Jolyn. Do you want to be on the show? And she was like, who canceled? No, really? It was really funny. And there's her hubby, Greg. I don't know if you can see him on the live feed. Um, but, in fact, let me pull this up here um, so we can see ourselves. Uh, not that I want to, you know, really see myself. But, um, so, so I'm excited for, for today. Um, and I'm excited for today to inspire some people because yesterday was the last day of 2017. And today is the first day of 2018. And at any given time, anyone can make a decision to change their life. Really, and that's what Healthy Soul Radio is about. It's about um, mind, body, and spirit, and creating the healthy you. Uh, so we start healthy right out of mama's womb, right? And then life, you know, jacks us all up. And so we become unhealthy in so many different ways, not just food, um, mental, physical, um, our nutrition, um, just so many different things. And so this show, and in fact, JoLynn just asked me this. She said, you know, is this show to, to build your brand, meaning my, um, meaning, meaning my health plan? And I said, no, it's not. It's not for that at all. It's my ministry. And so uh, when I left Not of This World Clothing years ago, I felt like I was just stripped of my ministry. I, I often say I'm not a greeter. Like, I, don't, I can't go to church and greet people. I mean, I could. Like, hi, welcome. You know, it would be a great job for me. But I like to get my hands dirty. I like to work with people. I like to get in the roots and really dig up the mire and the muck and just go, okay, let's like do this thing, you know? And so sometimes th there's days that are uglier than others. And um, there's a lot of joy in, in that kind of work for me. Um, and I'm passionate and, and emotional and, and all those things. But, um, but I wanted to have this transformation um, for you guys because JoLynn has been through life on so many different levels, and it was her health that brought us together. Um, but as I've gotten to know her, there's so many different parts about her journey that I relate to, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and I just think it's an amazing story. So I'm super excited. 
Yay, me too. Yay, Lynn. So um, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of let you guys know how I met Lynn and then I'm gonna let Lynn introduce herself because you know I don't want to be talking the whole time. So um, so when I met Lynn or I, when I met Lynn, she was getting ready to get on my on my get healthy plan, and so I had never met her, and we decided to have coffee. But Russ had talked about her for probably a year. I mean, you had known Russ for, for about a year, right? Well, actually, maybe longer. That, yeah, like three years. And so he'd always talked about this lady, Jo Lynn, um, from CrossFit Proper. Plug to CrossFit pro- Proper. Hello, proper people. <laughs> um, and uh, and so he'd always talked about this gal, and he had talked about how she um, how she's a stud and how she's really <laughs> athletic and how she has MS and how he just can't believe what she can do. Um, with with having MS, you know, and so we're going to have her talk about that a little bit later in the show. And I just knew he had a huge admiration for her. And so my husband, I mean, not that he doesn't have a huge admiration for a lot of people, but it takes somebody special for him to come home and, and tell me about them. And so I had heard her name a million times, maybe not a million, but like at least 50,000. Um <laughs> And so when he was like, hey, you know, JoLynn is looking to get healthy and really get her nutrition spot on, I'm thinking, okay, isn't she already healthy? Like, she goes to CrossFit five days a week. She's a total stud. She goes on these 27.5 million mile hikes. Like, you know, what does she need me for? And um, it really just goes to show you that our plan fits many different lifestyles. I always say from 10 pounds to 150 pounds. Um, and, and today is not all about the plan. That's not what we're here to talk about. But we're here to talk about um, JoLynn and um, and lots of different things about her life. So um, take it away, JoLynn. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, now I got nervous. Okay, let's put that a little bit closer to your mouth, maybe. There you go. Hello. Don't, don't eat it. Okay, I won't eat it. Okay, good. <laughs> it's too many calories. Oh, my goodness. Okay, just too many calories. I know it looks zero Foam. Um Hi, everybody. I'm JoLynn, and uh, I wasn't nervous until now I have to talk. No, you're going to do great. <laughs> so um, I met, She told Tracy told you how we met, and I worked out with Russ for a number of years. Um, and and watched super, his transformation. And watched Russ's transformation. Um, but just a little bit about me. I'm a mom of two amazing boys and a daughter-in-law. Um, and an, my son's girlfriend, who I love and adore as well. And I'm going to be a grandma soon. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And I'm married to an amazing man, Greg Sellers. Where are you, Greg? <laughs> Wave through the window. <laughs> He's hiding back there. Handsome little dude. <laughs> um and I just celebrated another birthday on Christmas Eve, and I don't feel any older. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's Age is just a number. How that's old, right. How old did um, did did the world tell you you are today, yeah. or Christmas Eve? Fifty four. Wow. I know, right? It's old. Well, but you don't look fifty four. <laughs> I don't act fifty four either. I know, right? And you're going to see a little bit of that later. <laughs> We're going to have some surprise for you. Um, Jolyn's alter ego will oh, be here. Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be fun, people. We had to give you a good show today. Oh my goodness. So tell me a little bit about what you like to do in your spare time. Uh, okay, so um, one of my favorite things is hiking. And I took on hiking um, about four years ago. I've never I've never was really very active until I got into my 40s. And then wow. I had a friend invite me hiking and that has become, I just love it, it's my passion. Um, and I started with, you know, a couple miles and now I, we 
I've hiked in and out of the Grand Canyon in a day. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, that near that was a tough one. That's but, crazy. Know, I do love going on long, long hikes. Um, they don't always agree with me. I fall a lot, but <laughs> it's just part of this. That's part of my MS. So, but I, I just you know I'm not giving up. Yeah. Um, and I do love CrossFit a lot, and it was super intimidating in the beginning, but Christian and Victor at Proper just made it so easy. Do you, you like know? burpees? Well, I hate them, but I love them. That's they, weird. They serve a purpose, but they're hard. They, yeah, they're exhausting. What purpose do they serve? Just kick your butt. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I hate burpees. Yeah, I do too. But they—they're such good cardio too, though. It's like full. Yeah, well, you're exhausted when you're done. Yeah, I'm. I'm starting a new workout regimen um, tomorrow. You're coming to CrossFit? No, I'm not. <laughs> Um, I actually got a, a trainer. Her name is Rosie. She's amazing. And she's oh, from Arizona. Right. And I trust her enough that I'm going to let her train me all the way from Arizona. Right. She's amazing. I but I her. saw on my, yeah, she's amazing. On my first week, there's burpees on there. And I'm like, nice. this is a rude workout schedule. This is rude. How many days do you have to do burpees? I don't know. I, I closed the email after that. You're so funny. <laughs> I was like, this is disgusting. Now, who's going to be watching you to hold you accountable? I don't know. Those? I'll probably go Facebook Live every day or <laughs> there something. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to sit here and tell all of you that are watching, listening, that I'm going to work out. Because I really need the accountability because I really, really, really have a tough time working out. Right. It's not that I don't like or don't want to work out it's finding the time right so you have to set a time well you yeah act, act as if you're going to a class and that's yeah that well and it's part especially yeah exactly like if it, i'm not going to class or being held accountable for that time mm -hmm. i think I'm, what i'm going to do is drop my kids off at school and then go there immediately afterwards are you going to a gym yeah okay oh god <laughs> so um so you know, and starting is all, always the har the hardest part, Absolutely. and so and I'm so out of you know out of shape. Like I lost 82 pounds with no exercise, so it's like okay. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. You'll do awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'll come root you on. Okay. Oh, Tracy. So so you love to hike. I do love to hike. It's so fun. Um, like I said, I fall often. My one of my last hikes, I fell and busted open my knee and had to get stitches. And oh <laughs> man! My I think you sent me pictures of that. Yeah. You like to send me really gory pictures. I am a little bit gory. I like that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm in the wrong profession. I should have been like a surgeon or something. Yeah. Well, maybe sometime <laughs> later on. Yeah. Maybe. You're an overcomer. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now tell us about your dog. Oh my gosh, awesome. Princess Ozma. I should have brought her. You, you should have brought her. How <laughs> did she how did you come up with that name? It's something I've always wanted to ask you. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't come up with the name. My son and daughter-in-law um, raise guide dogs. And yes. so they get them when they're puppies. Yeah. And um, my daughter-in-law has been doing it for since she was like 13 or 14, wow. something like that. She was really young. And then of course, once they got married, Cody was, you know, helping out too. Um, she was in training for a guide dog, and when a guide dog litter is born, they name them, like, for instance, my dog's um, litter was all named O's. Okay. So, you know, there was probably, I don't know, Olivia and Oliver and yeah, Ozma. Ozma. Yeah, Ozma. <laughs> so, yeah, so funny. And so we, and we were going to, so Ozma didn't quite make it in dog training she got a couple fresh short of a happy meal in dog college after they trained her and in doggy college she got dropped so oh, i got it i was fortunate enough to adopt her 
She's like, like beauty school her. dropout. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> poor thing. Oh, poor she Ozma. doesn't know. But she's so sweet. Yeah, she doesn't she, know. I think Don't she, tell her. I always say I think she's smarter than the rest because she's not a working dog now. She's at home and spoiled as all get Spoiled. <laughs> like you have birthday cake, like doggy birthday cakes for her. her yeah, birthday. it's her birthday this month. So we'll get another one. I can't wait. <laughs> I remember seeing you celebrate your dog's birthday, oh and I was God. like. I do wow. some of the weirdest stuff. I've never, I've always loved animals. This, this lady really is, loves her dog. I, she's pretty special. That like <laughs> inspires me. That's awesome. So, um, you know, your life has been full. Yeah, very. Really, really, really full in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. And so I always say to um, experience life. Um, to, to love deeply is to hurt deeply or to experience low times you appreciate the high times but not high meaning you know you get high but we're going to talk about that in a bit <laughs> that's a whole um, other subject that's a whole other subject that we are actually going to tackle today we are going there um, but you know you've had some really low times some really low times and so um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um you were a young mom, I think. Um, I'm going to let you tell the story, but uh, kind of take us back and give us kind of the Reader's Digest version about um, you're, you are an addict. You were an addict. How do, how do you phrase that? Do you say, I am an addict? Because I, I, once I'm an, addict, an alcoholic always... addict, but I've, I've been sober for almost 21 years. Wow. Wow. But, yeah. And do you, do you say, like, once an addict, always, always an addict, so I am an addict, or I, I was an addict? No, I believe I am an addict. Okay. I, I'm just happy, I'm, you know, I'm clean and sober today. Today. Yeah. Today. Yeah. You know, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know today. Yeah. Right this minute, you know, I, I have no intentions on drinking or... Ever again. Doing drugs. Yeah. Today. <laughs> and um, and does that did that fade with time? Like, as it's gone on and on and on, or do you still find yourself like, oh, my gosh, if I was going to have a drink, today would be the day? Um, no. I, you know, I was very fortunate. Very, very early in my recovery, God lifted that, um, you know, obsession to drink and do drugs. I mean, it was early on. I was in a recovery home, and uh, wow. during that time, um, I think her name was Cece. She took us to church. She wasn't supposed to because it was a non-denominational recovery. Wow. It was a Sunday, and she's like, I'm taking you guys to church and breaking all the rules herself. And we went to church, and it was the first time I'd stepped foot in a church, and I don't even know Wow. How. And that was a pivotal moment for me. Have you thought about things. trying to find her? Yeah, I don't know where she's at. I just can remember her, this, this big lady, and she would hug me, and she'd say, baby girl, it's okay to cry. Those tears are going to clean your clear, cleanse your soul. I always say, I think tears water the heart and make yeah. it grow. Yeah, she. I mean, we I have to find her. her. I know. I have no idea what happened to her. Wow. I don't know. Her is last that name. recovery home still open? Yes, it's changed hands. It's you okay. know, it's, it, but it is. It's out in Hemet. They dropped me out in the middle of nowhere. I was living in Orange County, Mission Viejo, and my brother took me out there, and I was like, "What the heck?" I think it was the closest to hell I've ever been. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about that, like. How old were you, and what? How did you get there? I mean, were it were you really bad? I mean, tell us. Okay, so I grew up in an alcoholic home. Okay. I didn't know that's what it was at the time. Um, I just thought we had a fun house, you know. We, yeah, a lot of parties going Whooping on. You know? it up. Yeah, um, the very first time I drank was in eighth grade. Wow. Um, and I ha I got brought home by the policeman that exact day. 
So, you know, most people would think that's a bad thing, you know, and I didn't, it never dawned on me that, wait, this might be a problem. Um, I drank and partied through high school, you know, um, it kept it under wraps still at that point, but then I, it was, I got married, um, and drugs were part of that as well. I mean, back in the day, back then, cocaine was the thing. And yeah. so, um, that was something that I was, had done. It wasn't regularly, I wasn't doing, I wasn't drinking and doing drugs regularly at all until my late twenties. Okay. Um, however, I was drinking alcoholically and didn't know it. Okay. Um, because I didn't really know what it was. Like binge drinking or just drinking casually all the time or? Like when we had parties every weekend. Because okay. we were young. We, um, had we meaning your parents and no, you? No, we meaning um, my first husband, my kid's dad. And, okay. You know, we were young when we bought our first house. And so um, our house was the place to go. And we had yeah. parties every weekend and we partied every weekend. Yeah. Um, but I didn't drink during the week or anything like that at that point. Um, that didn't evolve until... Um, a little bit later, um, I started to get more out of control. My husband could not stand it, you know, and he's like, you need to stop. And I'm like, okay. So when I was pregnant and so forth, I did stop um, because I was a motivator. I'm not going to, you know, do, when I'm pregnant, do that stuff. Um, but when my youngest was three months old, my mom passed away uh -huh. and I spiraled out of control. Yeah. I just, I didn't know how to deal with it. I had a brand new baby. My mom was only two years older than what I am right now, which is, wow. oh my gosh. Um, 56. Yeah, she was 56. Um, my and sister told me the other day she was 57, but I think she was 56. Um, lung cancer. Okay. Smoker. And she passed within six months of diagnosis. So oh, it just, gosh. it happened fast. Rocked your world. Yeah, and I was pregnant during that whole time. So it was just a really, uh, the, everything's just kind of a blur. Yeah, those emotional things, yeah, th just, those big, heavy experiences in our life, they rock our world. And, and if we're not equipped to deal with them, it's... And, and I wasn't, you know, yeah. because I didn't have faith. I didn't have Christ in my life at all at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I can remember my sister being so at peace with it. Oh, gosh. And it was because she was a believer and she knew yeah. my mom. And I'm like, yeah. why, why isn't she, like, freaking out? Or, you know, yeah. I, we all handled it differently. We, and is she older than us. you? Yeah. Okay. And there's four of us, and we all just dealt with it so differently. And me, I just, um, not right away, but I think my son was five or six months old. I decided, you know, I'm going to start drinking and doing what I'm doing again. And that's when it just took off. And I think it was just trying to... Um, unbeknownst to me I didn't have a thought that this is what I was doing but I was you know I was drinking and doing drugs and hiding my emotions behind that and yeah. cocaine was your drug of choice is um, that what you're saying unfortunately it went to speed okay yeah, yeah. and and how long did that last for because you you had another so son gross after no, that no I no you had already had both yeah, yeah. so um it was so gross but during that um it hadn't evolved to that point yet. My husband left, um, my kid's dad left, and I Took was them? Um, no, he left them with me. Um, he didn't He didn't realize what was going on. I mean, he knew that I drank and smoked pot and that kind of thing. I don't think he realized, you know, what I was, it was hiding it. It's not something you broadcast. You yeah. Know, it and were you working? Um, I was not at that time. So how no. were you getting the money to pay for it? It's it always funny. trips me out how well, people find the money. It's super cheap. Yeah. It's super cheap. And so... Um, it's dirty. It's so dirty. Oh. It's so gross. We were talking about the other day. You know, people, um, we think about what we put into our bodies and eating proper nutrition and stuff, and yet I was doing that grossness and, like, 
what is in that stuff? It's oh, my like, gosh. You know, stuff you clean the oil off your driveway I with. Know, I know. It's naughty. I just thank God that I'm still alive to talk about it. You know? Yeah. It got, yeah. So it, I, I spun out of control for about two years okay. after after my kid's dad left. And, um, yeah, it got bad. It got bad. And, yeah. You know, I just was, you know, um, my day revolved around that's when I started doing it more frequently. Yeah. You and know, then just trying to. Did you say your brother stepped in and they found the recovery home for you? Uh, that's not exactly what happened. Oh, dear. Okay, <laughs> oh, so tell dear. us about that. I don't know if I would really tell everybody this. Um, well, you can minimize it, whatever you feel comfortable. Okay. Yeah, that's a, it's okay. It's a big one. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, that's so whatever a, it's you feel okay. comfortable sharing. You know what, I'm pretty open with it. Um, just some people don't know the story, but they will now. Yeah. Um, and I will keep it short. Um, during that time... I became super irresponsible. I wasn't, um, I was, my, my, my kid's dad was giving money for the house payment and I wasn't using it for the house payment. I was doing whatever else I was doing. I was, you know, going out, you know, with just trying to make ends meet at that point because I wasn't making the house payment. Yeah. Long story short, I, um, oh man, I got evicted from my home of 10 years. Wow. And the judge, um, the judge, I can't remember what it was called. Um, it gave me 24 hours to pack the house and get out. Oh, my God. And I had to stay in Riverside, um, which I couldn't do. Where am I going to go? There had zero notice. Um, and there was a reason that it kind of all – I was in contempt of court because I pulled out the for sale sign in our front yard. Oh, gosh. So um, that's what happened. That's why I had to move. I know that sounds that ridiculous. Sounds naughty. It, <laughs> took out the for sale sign. Give me a break. Okay. Yeah. I was mad. I didn't want to sell the house. Yeah. Know? So, But I guess when you're court ordered but to you do that. But you were renting. No, we owned the home. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. And so um, when you're told to do something by the court, you're supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, forget that. And taking out this. I'm out in the middle of the night, probably. I think it was night. And I'm pulling out the for sale sign. Um, I moved briefly to um, Orange County with my dad in Mission Viejo. And then I got, you know, the court order that I was breaking court order again. I needed to get back out to Riverside. Oh, my gosh. I moved um, into a friend's home. I rented the master bedroom and another bedroom for my kids and I to be in. And I don't know how long I was even there. It wasn't very long, like a week or so. And you were still on drugs and drinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, my kids were there that night. And this gal, there was another gal that lived there, too. And... Um, I had done something that she didn't like, um, which actually was trying to help her son. Yeah. But it, you know, didn't turn out like that. Well, she wasn't happy with me. So we ended up in, in an argument and, and, uh, she called the police and it wasn't a physical argument. We weren't like, you know, it was, I think we just got in a, a verbal argument. Yeah. It wasn't like a big deal. And the police came and said, you know, you guys need to stop it, blah, blah, blah. And they left, and then she picked up the phone and was going to call my kid's dad, and I just kind of lost it. You know, I grabbed the phone and threw it, and long story short, the police came back, and um, I got arrested on my front porch for wow. being under the influence. Wow. Yeah. That and what, what happened to the kids? Uh, that was really a rough day, or at night. I can remember my kids at the top of the stairs, you know. Um, and they were little. They were four and six. Yeah. Um, um, the police said, you know, what's the dad's phone number? And I wasn't going to give it to them. They said, will you give us the dad's phone number? You know, 
CPS gets involved. So yeah. Whew. So of course, you know, I gave him dad's number. Yeah. This is well. I haven't gone through these details in a long time. Um, I was laying down in the back of the police car, and um, he came. He got the kids, and um, I went to jail in my pajamas downtown Riverside. Yeah. And uh, that was a pretty um, rude awakening. I was terrified. I'm like, what is a girl like me doing in jail? Yeah. This isn't how I was raised. This is alcohol, drugs, um, bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and prior to this, frightening enough, I was um, the neighborhood daycare lady. I watched everyone's kids. <clears throat> At that time, I wasn't, I wasn't where I ended up. You know. Yeah. But, I think about, you know, the responsibilities I had and what could have happened during different times. Yeah. And well, God has a wild way of um, picking people up out of the pit yeah. and um, waking them up. And so from jail, you went to the rehab? To jail, I went back to, um, I, had, I didn't know who to call to come get me. I'm in yeah. downtown Riverside, barefoot, in my pajamas. Wow. I mean, like, what the heck? With two kids. And, and, and um, my boss at the time, um because I was working, sort of. They never knew if I was going to show up or not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he picked me up and yeah. took me to my car, and I went to my dad's in Mission Viejo, and that's where my brother and my dad gave me the ultimatum, you know? Yeah. You go and get help, or we're not going to talk to you again. Like that show Intervention. Yeah, which is kind of funny. My brother was sober, and my dad is still not sober, so it's, it was kind of ironic. Wow. That, you know, he's telling me to get help, you know, but he can't even help himself. That's yeah. so My whole family's addict. My, uh, my yeah. older brother almost passed away three years ago. It got so bad. Um, and then my little brother. <laughs> so funny to call my little brother. Yeah. He's been sober since, like, he was 22. Good. So. And so they made the choice. They found the rehab for you and got mm -hmm. new because they took you there. And CC was, the was there. nowhere. Yeah. Um, we had a family friend that worked there, and that's how they, they decided where to or to dump me. I felt like I got dumped until like, I yeah. shoved out the car. Yeah. But it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And is it wild that we're doing this show today in at Hope Recovery? Yeah. Because where we do the show out of, it's called Hope Recovery, right. and that is what they and specialize in. I had no in. idea. I had no idea when you yeah. asked me that. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, recovery's been a huge part of my, my story, you know, and it's, um, you know, the, I've often thought, I wish I could find that police officer that arrested me because he saved my life. Yeah, you probably can, you know. Um, Public record is a wild thing. He was a big, scary Samoan guy, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, just, he's like, Samoan. Russ probably knows him. Oh, my gosh. He was huge. <laughs> I just remember, like, he's I'm probably not as big as I remember because I was terrified. But I think you have some people to find. I probably I would love to find oh him and Cece. Yeah, and then maybe oh, the lady that you got in an argument with that you wanted to just, you know, kick her in the knees, but yeah. she probably did the best thing for you. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. And I knew her. We had been neighbors previously. So that that's a whole, you know, thing in itself. So yeah, yeah I've lost contact with her, you know, yeah, completely. So Wow. Yeah. And you so know. you went to rehab. Mm -hmm. You were introduced to your faith, to Jesus. I was on um we weren't supposed to go to church, and we right. went to church, right? And Cece, um, Cece took us, um, and it was just—I I, don't—I can't even remember the exact. I just knew I felt like this something inside had been lifted. You yeah. know, the burden of um, 
the desire to want to do alcohol and drugs that had been lifted. It was literally, I, I could believe it was that day that, that my obsession with those things was Just lifted Jesus. from me. Yeah. And I gave wow. my life to Christ that day. Wow. I went, did, they had an altar call. And, and I, you never turned back. And I didn't even really know at the time what I was doing. And I how long knew. had you been in the rehab at that A point? couple of weeks, probably. Wow. A couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, I did, did an altar call, and I was like, you know, so I, something's got to change, and let's let's try this out, you know. And uh, yeah, never turned back. Wow. Not to say that my, my um, <clears throat> recovery and my... Um, journey with faith has been you know perfect never that's, oh my gosh i always tell people this side of heaven is never perfect oh boy but it not is not kidding. made for that it tells us that in the word that we're gonna all fall short of the yeah. glory of god always all of us every single one of us we will all fall short yeah. all that doesn't mean oh maybe you won't yeah or maybe sean won't <laughs> um so we are going to go on our break but after the break we are going to come back and talk about how you know, once an addict, always an addict. And there's things that you still struggle with today, not related to drugs and alcohol. And also about your journey with MS. Okay. Um, and what that has looked like and how you've really chosen to overcome and not give up, like you said earlier. So we okay. are on break and now. You're listening to Hope Radio 247.com, bringing you the hope of Jesus Christ. Hey, this is Ramon with Epic Thoughts on Hope Radio 24-7. Did you miss your favorite show this week? Not a problem. Did you know you could download the app, go to your Google Play Store or your Windows Store, and download Hope Radio 24-7? On that app, you have all your favorite shows. So whether it's the Eddie Foy Show, the Hours of Hope Radio, God I Love Sports, or your favorite show, Epic Thoughts, and you can listen to every show all the time on the go on the hope radio 24 7 app there's also bulletins to let you know what's going on over here at the radio station and at hope recovery center opportunities for you to give and even prayer requests if you need somebody to pray for you we are there for you so we just want to thank you for your opportunity for letting us bless you with our radio station download the app hope radio 24 7 thanks for listening and you have a blessed day Hey guys, I want to thank and introduce you to my friends down at Animal Medical Center of Corona. Dr. Bart and his crew down there have believed in Hope Radio 247.com since the very beginning. And they have been one of our very first sponsors at our very brand new radio station. So, if you guys are looking for a little modern medicine with old-fashioned care, go see Dr. Bart at 91 East Grand Boulevard. Right here in Corona, tell them Sean sent you. Their telephone number is 951-493-6771. Again, their address is 91 East Grand Boulevard, Corona, California. Telephone number 951-493-6771. Like I said, tell them Sean sent you. Godspeed, my friends. Okay, so we are back live, and it may look like I am sitting with JoLynn, but one of the things that just made me fall in love with her is that we're totally both goofballs, but she has this alter ego, so we're sitting here with her alter ego. Hi, y'all. And her name is Betty Jo. So earlier we had JoLynn, 
And I think we've just got Betty Jo for a couple minutes. So, Betty Jo, will you let us know how, how do you know Jo Lynn? She's my cousin. Oh, your cousin. Okay, gotcha. I, I live in Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, at, you know, I get to see her every once in a while, but not too often. All right. Okay, got it. What's your favorite part about JoLynn, Betty Jo? Her teeth. Her teeth. Okay, can she's you got, show? Can you go up to the camera? She's got such pretty teeth. And my teeth, they're all messed up. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Can you see? <laughs> Sean's cracking up back there. <laughs> So if you were um, to tell one thing to the people, it's New Year's. <laughs> yes, these sound effects. Okay. <laughs> so if you, it's New Year's Day. Did you know that, Betty Jo? Absolutely. Uh, so what do you want to tell the people for New Year's? Happy New Year's, people. Today, I don't, I don't get to really celebrate it because I got a lot of chores to do in my yeah. backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got some rodents I got to take care of. I have a pet possum. Oh, my gosh, I have a pet possum. You have a pet possum? Yes. yes. Amazing. Yep. Pete, Pete the pet possum. <laughs> I don't know where you come up with this stuff, but it's, like, literally my favorite thing. Like, I could sit here with Betty Jo What do you mean, come up with it? Well, you know, normally I talk to Joe Lynn. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, just my life. I love it. I love it. All yeah. right. So we're going from Betty Jo back to JoLynn. <laughs> so now JoLynn has to take out her fake teeth. Okay. So that lightened the mood a little oh, bit. Oh, gosh. Um, our first half an hour was pretty heavy. <laughs> I'm freaking out the people. <laughs> no, we love it. We love it. So um, I'm you sure. You sort of freaked me out a little bit. I looked over. I'm like, oh, I didn't know her teeth were that bad. How do I not look at them now? <laughs> and she actually has these beautiful teeth. Can you smile for the camera? Yes, pearly whites, like a Colgate commercial. So our, our first half an hour was pretty heavy. I mean, these are real life things, and, and that is why Healthy Soul Radio exists, for real stories about real people. Absolutely. And, um, and I, you know, I want to say real quick, the reason I'm such an open book with my story is because the people that don't know don't know. Yeah. But there's so many people like myself, you know, um, doctors, lawyers, housewives, um, nurses you know every walk of life um they there are many that are alcoholic addicts yeah and uh it's always been so taboo to not talk about it and and i i kept it you know on the dl when my kids were little and in school because i didn't need to have that extra judgment i was already i was already judged being the single mom so yeah um but now that they're older you know i'm an open book yeah i'm an open book yeah. So. And speaking of being an open book, if you want to call in, the number is right here. So feel free. Um, sometimes we get calls, sometimes we don't, but um, you, you can call in at any time. But um, So speaking of being an open book, um, we're going to talk about your MS and we're going to talk about addiction. So um, one of the reasons that I met you is because I started becoming your health coach. And this is a conversation we've had a million times over about, okay, you may not struggle with drugs and alcohol anymore, but... Even though you're tiny, you know, when people think that someone struggles with food addiction, they're thinking of somebody that has 100, 150 pounds to lose. Mm. That is not the truth. Not at all. Food addiction is a real thing. Even if you have 10 pounds to lose, binging is a real thing. Food addiction is a real thing. Sugar addiction. Did you know that sugar is, is it 10 times more powerful than heroin? I believe that's what it is. I believe that's the statistic. Yeah. Yeah. You have a little bit of sugar and you have to keep having it. And so. Well, it hits the same pleasure points in your brain. Yeah. As like opiates. Yeah. And I now know that um, because I struggle with it. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) um, 
and my count I, I I go to counseling here yeah. and there I'm not, not all the time but I've gone to counseling off and on for years but that's where my counselor and my neurologist both told me that sugar is one of the worst addictions in our country yeah and yeah I'm like sugar addiction what are you talking about that's yeah. ridiculous I've never heard of such a thing you know? yeah but I can tell you it's legit. If yeah. My, if my husband came in here, he would tell you it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've had many, many conversations with JoLynn, and she's been like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm a disaster. Like, you know, and, and you're a health coach. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're a health coach because being a health coach does not mean that we don't struggle. Oh, no. I'll tell you I what. Struggle. Like, my fingers are swollen right now because I do not react well to gluten. And I get acne, and I swell, and I gain weight like that as it relates to gluten and so I chose to have some of those things over the holiday period of time and yeah totally paying the consequences um and it's not that oh my gosh I'm going to gain all my weight back that's 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 everyone goes oh my gosh like you know you're eating regular again I always eat regular like my new lifestyle is my new regular and I'm so happy with that I mean I eat great stuff all the time I'm super pumped on it but I went above and beyond and ate, yeah. you know, cookies and, you know, I think I had a Milky Way, not the, a milk, like a, you know, bite-sized Milky Ways and the little yeah. crunch bar thingies. And, you know, I ate some of those things during the holiday and it's great. Like, it's not a problem. Back on plan right. today. Me took too. a couple Water and Took tea. a couple days off. And um, I actually was overjoyed this morning to get up and say, okay, here we go. You know, back on track because right. after eating like that for a couple of days, you feel like yucky. poo butt. Yeah. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's like disgusting. So- um, and I cannot believe that I used to live my life every day. But as we struggle with food addiction, and I would say that I struggle with food addiction as well. I don't think I struggle as much as you do with the sugar aspect of things. But you continue to to go back to it. You'll go well, you'll go great for lots of lengths of times, and then all of a sudden you'll have some of it, and then you just go nuts. Well, it's interesting. I've always had I've always had food issues, mm-hmm. and I was talking about this with somebody recently. I can remember back in junior high, you know, having you know the the food problem. You know, yeah. always feeling like I was chubbier than everyone else, sure. never feeling good, as good enough. You know, and uh, and it just. I, I was able to keep my weight to a certain point, yeah. and when I would go on and, and eat badly, then I would get back on track, you know. Yeah. Or then I tried to work it work it out, you know. You can't. I can't outrun my fork, though. Yeah, I cannot nope. outrun my fork. You cannot trust crossfit me, out your fork. You yeah, I was yeah. hiking. I was, you know, doing CrossFit, all that, and I couldn't. Yes. I couldn't lose the weight, and it's yeah. because of my eating habits. Yeah, and so we were introduced, and you lost twenty five pounds. No, but I wish I lost seventeen. Sorry, seventeen pounds. <laughs> seventeen. But pounds. seventeen pounds, fourteen and a half inches. Um, overall, and 6% body fat. Unbelievable. Yeah. In was, a very short period of time. It was in a short period of time. With I think it was five and a half weeks. Yeah, and all she needed to do was get her, you know, nutrition on track. And the crazy thing was is that that's the only thing you changed yep. was your nutrition. And one of the things I was really concerned about, I didn't want to lose my lean muscle mass. Yeah, exactly. Because I worked so hard, you know, and it's mm-hmm. hard at my age and with MS to even build muscle. Yeah. Um, because, I, I mean, you usually become weaker, so I didn't want to lose my lean muscle yeah. mass, and, and I didn't. You know, yeah. it stayed the same, you know, so it's that awesome. was cool. Yeah, I yeah, was stoked that's about so that. awesome. A lot of people think, like, oh, you know, I'm going to lose all my muscle, or, oh, I have to work out while I do this. You don't. Disclaimer, you don't have to work out at all, yeah. actually. Right. 
I did it, 82 pounds, no working out. Jolene did it with working out. I have to for my mental status Yeah, more than totally. anything. Because once you start, I mean, those endorphins that are released, working out's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Once you yeah. start. Okay, yeah, that's tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. <laughs> you have 24 hours. No, I do not. <laughs> Less than that. it's already 940. You have 23 hours. Okay. <laughs> Burpees. Um, so this is a a great segue into your MS and I love how you look at MS and you're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to kick your butt. I'm not going to give up. I am going to overcome this. And so talk to me about when you found out that you had MS, you know, and, um, and what that's meant to you and the, and some of the things that you have seen as a sidebar from MS, um, because I know there are some struggles there, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I believe I've had MS for a long, long time. Um, it's very hard to diagnose because no two people are the same. You know, I would go to the doctor for, like, um, severe itching that I couldn't get rid of, that I was literally, like, you know, drawing blood, and the or the dermatologist would look at me like, you're crazy lady. Yeah. And a number of other, <clears throat> other things as well. So I was diagnosed May of... I don't know, five and a half years ago, whatever okay. that is. Um, and what happened is the beginning of the year, I had started having double vision. And I like, no big deal, you know. And I drove to Santa Barbara. My son was on cycling at UCSB. And I just remember driving up there with one eye closed. And Greg and I weren't married yet. Um, and he was freaking out. I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. It'll go away. And, you know, whatever. Aww. It did go away after a number of weeks. You know, most people would have gone to the doctor. But yeah, not you know, I've got things to do. Um, so I had another episode of the same thing with, um, in, in May where I got to, and what actually really did is I was eating a frozen yogurt and it was hot. I'm like, something's wrong here. Like I'm putting it in my mouth and I was talking to Greg on the phone. I remember going, my yogurt's hot. He's like, you need to get to the hospital now. I'm like, really? You know, so... (laughs) Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Not only that, you know, and I had double vision super bad. And then my eyes started going all wonky. One was going one way, one was going the other. So um, clearly I went to the doctor. I had my son and I went down to, you know, um, ER. And they didn't diagnose. Hashtag thankful for Greg. Yeah. They they didn't diagnose it at first. um, But then the second day, I had to go back a second day and... uh, they, they let me know at 11 o'clock at night, and it was so nice of them. They walk in, they said, it's undeniable that you have MS. And I was just like, huh? Well, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know? I mean, what, and what, what is the that? heck is What MS? is that? Um, okay, so the best way I can describe it is the, the myelin sheath, which is the covering of your nerve. Uh-huh. You have your nerve and you have your myelin sheath on every nerve. Well, my body, my immune system is attacking the myelin sheath, so it creates holes in the, the myelin sheath and that's in your brain brainstem and spinal cord okay. so it basically the best way I could describe it is it's like I'm having a short circuit you know I have um, like it's a frayed electrical cord you know signals are trying to get to my legs to tell me to walk and it may or may not get there because yeah. and so that's why exercise is so important too because it creates new pathways it keeps your brain active um, and creates new pathways for yeah. those signals to get there okay um, that's why I said with hiking, so I fall a lot, and that's because as I become more fatigued, I have a smaller sphere of these signals up here getting to my legs. And uh-huh. my legs, even though I'm, I think I'm walking, you know, they just give out on me. Yeah. So I've ended up with stitches and, you know, two black eyes and bloodied nose. I mean, 
my neurologist like, how important is this hiking? And I'm like, it's pretty important. She's like, oh, okay. You know, and I, yeah. Stay away from edges. Don't and get I remember when, you know, I first started helping you as a client and you decided that you wanted to become a coach because you had people asking and mm-hmm. um, you would have a really hard time remembering things. Yeah, I still do. And you but. were so frustrated because you're, you're a stay-at-home wife, mm-hmm. home homemaker. Right. And you weren't having to really do anything like like a job you hadn't really done a job I mean of course you're managing the household and doing all those things but you've been doing those things for a long time and so JoLynn would get really frustrated and she would think that I was getting frustrated and I'm like no it's cool like no I I get like I'm fine you know and she would just be like oh my gosh and I think it was just more that you were like embarrassed or frustrated it was both that the MS was attacking that part of your life yeah and I believe I mean not it's age I'm sure some of it but um, I mean that comes with but um it gets so frustrating you know I I lose words I can't think of words like oft I could sit there and like stare at you and like not remember your name um just different things like that and you know my neurologist has said you know that's just part of the MS and you know, there's many other symptoms. I have, you know, severe nerve pain if I don't take Neurotin. I won't take narcotics. You know, okay. I made sure the doctor knows that from the beginning because yeah. I am an addict. Yeah. I won't do it. Um, but I have to give myself shots, um, which is hoping to slow yeah. the progression. I remember that. Oh, my gosh. I was looking at my body this morning, and I have literally these big red welts all over. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to Cancun a week and a half, and I'm going to be in a bathing suit with these welts all over my body it's so ugly but from when you give yourself shots yeah every day right um it's actually now three times a week yeah because so. we were in arizona yeah and and you were like do you think it's okay if i give myself a shot here and i was like i didn't know you gave yourself shots but yeah knock yourself out girl yeah. you I know me trying to be I'm all like... discreet but yeah we were in we were in a training you know and yeah. i just didn't want to but yeah you know if i whip it out i have to give them the arms and the top of your legs you know just rotate them but yeah. You know, it's just part of the regimen. Ho- hopefully it's slowing down the progression of the disease. It's yeah. incurable and progressive, so, yeah. But you're not taking that no. for an excuse. No, 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 no. I, I, I try not to even um, talk about it. Like, sometimes I don't even tell my husband because, first of all, he's a worry wart. Plus, I don't want it to be, like, a, a regular thing. Yeah. You know, I don't want it to be, oh, I this, my MS, my, you know, no. So I have a mess, but it doesn't have me. Exactly. <laughs> and I love that. And yeah. so many of us get down on ourselves like, oh, the doctor said this is wrong with me or the doctor said this is wrong with me. And I have such a hard time with that because yeah. I am an overcomer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, like it, it just it just drives me crazy. Yeah. Like. I don't want to. Oh, woe is me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you I know? think a lot of people do give up. You know, I'm in yeah. some MS forums, and I, like, look in there, and, they, you know, if if I could go and talk to all those people, yeah. the majority of them are super overweight, which is crazy to me. Yeah. And, and oh, that's the one thing I want to say, too. When I got on plan and yeah, I lost my weight. questions here, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize it, but because it's nearly gluten-free, it's yeah. not entirely gluten-free, but Most I it, started yeah. feeling way better. Yeah. My, I had headaches really bad. Those have dissipated. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just amazing. The inflama- And now I've been told, my neurologist said, um, the closer we can get to gluten-free, any kind of an autoimmune disease, whether it be, you know, arthritis, MS, or lupus, any of those things, yeah. 
um, it's good for us. My yeah. neurologist endorsed oh, yeah. this. She's like, go for it. Yeah. And I and I feel like we help so many people with autoimmune disorders. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there's just so many different things that people are like, oh, I have PCOS. I'm sure I can't do this plan. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like yep. your symptoms are going to be so much better. Yep. And we can't say that legally. So I can't, disclaimer, mm-hmm. I cannot say oh, you are going to get so much better. You're going to get off medications, all these things. But I, I can say, say personally, I've experienced exactly. it, and it's, it's exactly. helped me a lot. Well, and it's always wild to me, and this is kind of off the, the subject of autoimmune, but people with knee problems, oh, I mean, they can barely the walk, mm-hmm. and yet they you know, are still eating and eating and eating. Yeah. Every pound of weight on your Every pound of weight on your body is like four pounds of pressure on your knees. I know. So if you're 40 pounds overweight, that's an additional 160 pounds on your knees, on your joints. And that's just crazy to me. And for people that that can't walk and they're almost immobile and, you know, like, I, I just, it just, it's just. They're hobbling around, and I'm yeah. going. You're you're killing yourself. I know, but you see, know, I get I so get it. Sad. I can relate to those people. Yeah, because I, you know, I truly am. I mean, I haven't been diagnosed, but I mean, I truly am a food addict. Yeah, and yeah, and a, now a sugar addict. I wasn't sugar addict like until the last year or so. It's yeah. so weird, but but that's what I love about you because you're like, no, I am not gonna let this define me. No. Yeah. I am going to overcome it. And and I'm sure, yes, there's periods that you fail at being an overcomer. Oh, you for know, sure. But you pick yourself back up yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I don't lay down and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was me? You know, I mean, and I've had to work. You actually through. get really mad. Yeah, I do get mad. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> makes me angry. You get really so, mad. Yeah, I don't um, Tell me a little bit. Um, we don't have any calls, do we? Okay. Um, tell me about... Um, you know, losing the weight and having that overcomer mentality. And you really serve the people. So um, our our hashtag is just love the people. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Um, I always say we don't treat this like a business. I mean, yes, there are things that we need to do to treat health coaching like a business, but truly keeping people at the center of everything we do Absolutely. is the basis of what we do, just love the people mm-hmm. and everything else will come. Yes, you know, you need to learn things and how to guide people and things like that, but just loving the people is the root. So you don't do that just in health coaching. You do that in all areas of your life. You have given back. You have taken your struggle and turned it into joy, beauty from mm-hmm. ashes. Yeah. And so do you want to kind of talk about some of the groups that you go to often and and the ki- people you counsel, kids, Adults. So I'm going to interrupt for one second. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you guys do have a call now, so okay, whenever cool. you want to take it. Okay, so let's, um, let's we're going to go into this, and then we'll take the call. So hold um, tight, caller. <laughs> Don't go away. Um, I, I work with uh, through 12-step groups, okay. um, not just for my addiction, but now um, for codependency as well. Okay. Because, um, you know, I want to help every, that it became, actually became a problem because I want to help everyone and fix everyone. Yes. Not my job. Yeah. Um, I can't do that. You know, yeah. I can give you a hug and love you, but it's not my job to, to fix, which is, oh, man, I was trying to do that for so many years yeah. with so many people. I have that issue. But if, yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> it is really an issue. Yeah. Can't do yeah. it. Um, so I do go to 12-step groups for that. Yeah. Um, and I've gone to counseling off and on. I mean, because I just, there's some stuff that you need to dig deeper, you know, yeah. what's the root of all this stuff? And, yeah. And, um, 
at first I was like shameful, like counseling. Who does that? Only losers do that. But I know. Wow. No. <laughs> Me. Um, I think everyone can go to counseling yeah. and get something. Marriage counseling is some of the best money I've ever spent in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. You I think just, uh, you think divorce is expensive, or you think marriage counseling is expensive? Try divorce. Right. No, yeah. No marriage counseling. Transparency. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's getting raw here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, without those groups and without being able to give back, you know, I try to give back by, um, I've spoken at recovery homes, you know, to to give back what, you know, has so freely been given to me over the years. Yeah. And I am pretty much an open book. I don't always tell my story quite like I did today. I revealed a little bit more than most people know. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm an open book with it. And thank you for that because we have a platform that we're blessed with. And if it makes a difference in one person's yeah, life. And that's what I think, too. Yeah, absolutely. If, if one person hears one little thing and that helps somebody, then yeah. then it's okay. And that's kind of yeah. like how I feel about my my um, alcohol and addiction and with my MS. You know, I kind of, I don't, not that I'm like blasting it, you know, like, oh, da, 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 you know, but I'll, I'll bring it up, you know, oh, yeah. and be raw. And I've absolutely. had people come to me and just... Can you tell me a little bit about what you're talking about? You know, yeah. how did you do it? You know, and so it's been a blessing to be able to do that. And do you feel like, I mean, you you assist a lot of clients to health a lot. Yes. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a busy business for you. I mean, Greg, can you see me over here, Greg? I mean, did you ever think when this all started that your wife would have like a full blown health coaching business? Yeah, he yeah, did he, because he, he believes in, in her. Me. Oh, that was so cute. Oh, I love it. I didn't. I had no idea what I was in store. I mean, yeah. and you know what's so interesting is, as I'm sure Greg was praying about it. He hasn't said, but you know, we were talking about me getting a job, and I'm like, yeah, I and because that. I worked at my last job for 27 years. Yeah, and when Greg and I got married and I moved up north, um, I quit. So it was almost five years where I wasn't working. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, I was doing things, you know, yeah. but I wasn't working. And I'm like, I need a job that I can, like, go to whenever I want because yeah. I need to work out in the morning and I need to be able to go get my nails done. And yeah. I need to – and I'm like, nobody's – I don't – there's not no that kind of job. Yeah. There's not that kind of job. Well, and then this happened. Yeah, yeah. And this and was hey, so un- If anyone planned. can be a health coach, anyone can be a health coach. If we can be health coaches, yeah. we're a yeah. little misfits. Yeah. Because I have very similar um, – a very similar past to JoLynn. I mean, I never got arrested, but I did some <laughs> naughty things. <laughs> Um, but let's take our um, our phone call. Whoever is calling in. All right, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good, good morning. morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Who are we talking my to? My name is Shannon Vargas. My husband actually has the radio show on Thursday night. Um, his name is Robert Vargas, and I'm calling because um, I grew up with a father that had MS, and we had no idea what to do, absolutely nothing, and so he relied a lot on medical intervention. Um, he ended up passing away with con- um, complications due to MS, but it had a lot to do with um, the way he was cared for, was just being given like medicine and pills, and then he would have to take depression meds because he wasn't able to walk, and then he had a catheter, and he would get infections, and then just all this stuff piled up, but um, what my mom did for us um, as we experience autoimmune system, or symptoms is we have been taken to like holistic doctors and such, but I haven't been to one in years because like you guys mentioned, eating a gluten-free diet literally changed my life. Yeah. It eliminated 
migraines, acne, depression, tons of bloating. Um, I was, you know, like 15 pounds overweight for absolutely no reason. But I just want to comment on the gluten-free lifestyle. It has changed my life. Totally. And it's not that we're that we're allergic to it. It just, you know, it just like my doctor said, you're not allergic, but you should go gluten free because it's just so bad for it's you. It's an inflammatory, right? It's an inflammatory. Yes, it is. And so I am probably 95% gluten free as well because of the acne and the inflammation. And there is a extreme difference when you cut gluten out. And and thank God, um, like you know, the our color says the headache, the migraines. Uh, that yeah. was a big oh, one to me. Totally. I could get laid up for three days with migraines, like, yeah. literally every month and not anymore. Well, that is so awesome. Did you say your name was Shannon? Yeah. Shannon. Awesome. Yes. Thank you for calling in. I'm sorry to hear about your dad also. Yeah. That's tough. Oh, thank you. I know it sucks. And if we could rewind time, I wish that he was treated much differently. But yeah. unfortunately, that's just the way it, it was. Yeah. But look at you. Now you're able to go forward and, and let people know um, how to handle things differently. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for your show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New awesome. Year. Shannon. Bye, Shannon. Um, so we've got about two minutes left. And so if you could kind of wrap it up, JoLynn, and give people you know, some words of encouragement. We covered a lot of topics today. We covered yeah, addiction. We, Jeez. we covered MS. God, you guys know a lot about me. <laughs> I got a crazy cousin that shows up here and there. I've got <laughs> Betty Joe. <laughs> Betty Joe. If you could get some words of encouragement about addiction, MS, and your and your health journey, your your nutrition. Okay. Um, how could you wrap that up and put a little bow um, on it? It's kind of funny. This is my cup, my cup coffee. Actually, it's tea that my husband got me for Christmas, and it's you know it says hope on it. Um, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, Hebrews six nineteen, and you know that's what I have today is hope. You yeah. know because before I just was like, Ugh. Um, and I also started reading a book um, from Dave Blanchard, the speaker we have. Yes so good i'm only i literally am only in the first chapter and i'm like oh my gosh it's so me Um, because of how we can beat up ourselves you know about our past or what we're doing our present but there's always hope you know and you just have to reach out there's going to be somebody there to help you out you know um i know i stuffed a lot of stuff for a lot of years and didn't talk about things and um as a result you know led me to where i was and today i'm you know an open book and um it doesn't mean if you're str- having struggles, that doesn't mean you have to go into a recovery home. There's a lot of th- options, you know, for, for help. And then with, with illnesses, you know, don't let it, like I, my mom, when she got um, cancer, she, I think she gave up almost instantly wow. and she passed within six months. And so wow. when I got diagnosed, I'm like, nope, this is not going to be a nope. And I didn't research it. I didn't look online and nothing. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And yeah. I know people now that have passed away and so forth from it as well. Like, yeah. But Thank you for letting me be on here today. Yes, and, and I would love to say and give Hope Recovery a plug because if you are struggling with addiction, um, just right here where we're doing the radio show, show is Hope Recovery in Corona. And the phone number for Hope Recovery is... 951-603-0031. Happy New Year, you guys. Make this year different. Choose to overcome. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh.